0: What is good guys welcome to another episode of the Hamilton Train podcast if you're new welcome I'm your host Jared Hamilton. I really appreciate you being here and sitting down with me So today I actually did an Instagram post on this But you know there are some of those subjects that I feel like I should actually sit down and go way more in depth than just what Instagram will allow me so Today we are talking about fat loss deal breakers Okay What do I mean? Before we get into it, what do I mean by a deal breaker? Think of what you would call a deal breaker in anything else, like deal breakers. And you're like, like if you're like dating, like what's a deal breaker for you? Like, I don't know, like it may be a belief system or maybe like, I don't know if they're a piece of shit or if they're a liar or if they're, you know, in defeat, whatever. Like you're you probably have your deal breakers for stuff, you know, like if you have a dog and your dog like bites your three year old in the face, like that's a deal breaker getting rid of the dog or you know, if you're house shopping and, you know, you're, you, you're, you want like a fixer upper, but like if there's a foundation issue, that is a deal breaker. Okay. Those are the kind of things we're talking about, um, when it comes to dieting and fat loss and whatnot is these six specific deal breakers, because there are these six things that I think should be everybody's deal breaker. The way that I teach fat loss and fitness to my coaching clients and tribe members and the people I work with, this is what we're talking about. Um, there are six specific deal breakers that, like when someone's trying to figure out, you know, getting my help with figuring out a, the best way to eat or go about losing stubborn fat or whatever the case is, and this stuff comes up, it's instant deal breaker. Because you got to understand there's always more than one way to get to your destination, but, it, you know, I would much rather have you take away that is as f- You know, faster, but not so fast, it's not maintainable, that's sustainable, that isn't extreme or unhealthy. Okay, so let's get into these six fat loss deal breakers. Okay, the first one, super low calorie diets. All right, understand this the goal, you're gonna wanna write all these six down, by the way. That's the first one. Super low calorie diets is the first fat loss deal breaker. Because understand this the goal is to be able to eat as much as possible while losing. I don't know who came up with this idea that everyone needs to be on a fucking 1200 calorie diet. Like I legitimately know of people who are very, very, very overweight and they're trying to go, they're going from eating four or 5,000 calories a day to 1200. Like that's just the worst idea ever. And it's not sustainable. You want to be in a right around a three to 500 calorie deficit. So if you've, if you're overweight and you've been consistently eating 4,000 calories a day, drop it to 3,500. See, like, it's one of those things where don't just instantly go super low, okay? Now, are there a few people out there who, like, might have to eat a 1,200-calorie diet to lose weight? Yeah, but is that you? I don't know. Chances are probably not because even the people I know who might need to eat a 1,200-calorie a day diet to lose weight, if I go with them and work with them through a period of reverse dieting where we reverse diet them back up to a higher calorie intake, then they're eating more than that, okay? Okay. And the people who would eat that are usually very, 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 very small people. Like, I'm talking about You're like, 5 foot even, 112 pounds soaking wet females. Like, that's who would be eating, like, 1,200 calories a day. Not, you know, your normal average person, okay? Um, but here's the thing. If you're worried about that, test higher calorie numbers. There's nothing wrong with testing a higher number and then realizing, oh, shit, uh... I, I need I, I need to eat more, I need to eat less or whatever. like either way, that's fine. Just test it. but I would be more inclined to err on the side of more calories just because the goal is to eat more while you're losing versus just going to the you know the lowest amount of calories to eat while you're losing. that's not that's not okay. That's not what I would suggest at all because I understand that um food is one of the best ways to manipulate um, food is one of the best ways to manipulate metabolism. You know, if you eat next to nothing, your metabolism will slow down versus throwing in, you know, higher calorie days or calorie cycling or things like that can definitely help, especially if you've been dieting for a long time. So if you're sitting on the other side of the line right now saying, Oh shit, I am eating 1200 calories and I'm not losing weight and I'm not feeling very well. Um, you have two options. Number one, you can either come out of that and start to eat more and see what happens. Or hit me up and apply for my online coaching and I take care of all that headache for you. But we're not, I'm not doing a big like push for that right now. I'm just, just saying that. Um, The second one. So that was the first fat loss deal breaker. The second fat loss deal breaker is diets with names. Okay. Usually when I start talking about this, people get all pissy. I might actually pull up in the comment section of my Instagram and see what fun comments people are saying. But here's the thing. The other fat loss deal breaker is diets with names. That's your keto. That's your fasting. That's or your intermittent fasting. Your paleo. Your Adkins. Your IIFYM. Your Weight Watchers. Your Brat. Your Vegan. Your Blood Type. Your Low Fat. Your, you know, the Mediterranean diet. Whatever. There are so many things that's okay to have names. You have a name. I have a name. My wife has a name. Both my dogs even have a name. When I was a little kid, I even had a pet rock that had a name. But. The one thing that should not have a name is a, your diet. Here's why you should, whatever way you choose to eat should be based on sound principles that are healthy, that get you from A to B. That's all about you and what's sustainable and what makes you happy. Not because everyone is on Instagram is doing it or because someone's trainer or so your neighbor's daughter is a trainer and they say keto or paleo is the best way to do whatever. Okay, you should not be doing a diet that has a fucking cult built around it. Okay, that's why so many people are like, oh my gosh, I started keto and I can't stand losing carbs. Then why are you fucking doing keto if you love carbs? I've seen people freak out about like fat, like they're doing intermittent fasting and they're like, hit me up in a panic and they're like, Jared, uh, I'm in my 16, eight ratio of intermittent fasting, but I, I messed up and I ate in my 15th hour, but I need to weigh 16. Am I ruined? Like. It's not about that. Stop trying to follow and marry a diet. Like for real, so many people are marrying diets that becomes their identity and religion and then they throw it in their Instagram bio. Like, oh yeah, I'm the keto trainer. Or like, oh, uh, hey, Jared Hamilton, hashtag keto life. Or hey, paleo person or whatever. Like, stop making your diet your fucking identity. It's It's just stupid, you know? It's, it's not going to help you at all, and it's going to lead you to failure eventually. Because I would I, what I'm about, when I teach this stuff, I'm about giving you habits that you're going to be able to carry with you for the rest of your damn life and not just give you you know eight-week challenge and you lose seven pounds of water weight and then you rebound like a motherfucker. I'm not about that. So that's the next red flag is diets with their own name. Like I said, everything should be based around principles, that gets you from A to B, that is healthy, that um, is sustainable, and that makes you happy. So, that is the second uh, fat loss deal breaker. Hope you're right these knees down, or you're going to come back and listen to this later. The third fat loss deal breaker is off-limit foods. Understand this. No food should be off-limits. Nothing. I know. Pick your jaw back up. Nothing should be off-limits. Cake. Cookies, ice cream donuts Reese cups, uh, fast food onion rings burgers whatever now usually right about now all the keyboard warriors are like but Jared uh, you can't just have your whole food from you know that stuff but yeah okay here's the thing don't take anything to an extreme should your whole f- food intake be made up of you know fun foods of course not it's fucking stupid and it's not maintainable or or, or it makes you or it's not sustainable at all but is it sustainable or realistic to say make your whole diet perfect where you never enjoy a fun food you know your fucking kid goes and kills it at his little league baseball game and all the other parents are taking their kids to get ice cream and you're like uh no no little sammy you we've got to go home and you can have celery sticks to celebrate your win no you're not going to do that you're going to take your fucking kid to go get ice cream you know or you're going to like be at a your kid's birthday party he's like dad dad I want you to have a piece of birthday cake with me and you're like, uh sorry son, I'm uh eating keto and I can't do that. Like you no, you're not. You do not have to be perfect. I avidly tell you do not be perfect. Okay? This is why you should not have any off-limit foods. Nothing is black is black and white like that. No food inherently causes you to be unhealthy or store fat. It's what the dosage is, it's what the consistency is, it's what this whole the whole big picture looks like. Okay, it will one, two, should you eat a whole pizza? Probably not. But here's the thing. If you fuck up and eat a whole pizza, you'll look the exact same tomorrow. All right. In the same way, you could have one salad or have a perfect day of eating and you will look the same tomorrow. Right. It's, 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 it's all comes down to, to what's, what everything looks like in the context and the grand scheme of things. Like, should you eat a whole pizza? Probably not. What about half a pizza? Okay, still probably not. What about two fucking slices? Okay, what's wrong with that two two hundred fifty calorie slices of pizza? You'll be fine, totally doable. Shoot, I was just I just got back from the Arte Syndicate live event in St. Louis over the weekend, and I am in my own fat loss phase right now um, that I'm getting ready to tell you about um, here probably next week, hopefully. And we went and the and the other two people I was with, I went with my wife and my best friend. Though those two aren't like on a diet or specifically on a program of any sort, but guess what? We went and had barbecue. We went and went to a Thai restaurant. We got back and went to like a Chinese place, but guess what? I was still two pounds lighter when I came back. Like it's one of those things where I was still, because I, I mean, I've been consistent. So what, even if I, even, even if I blew my numbers out of the water, it's not going to ruin me by any means. Okay. No food or anything like that is inherently bad. That's, I mean, so this is where it becomes a balance. Have the vast majority of what you eat be better quality, more nutritious, whole, real, unprocessed foods. But then, if you're having a craving for a fucking donut, go get your donut. If you're wanting some ice cream, go get a pint of Ben and Jerry's or a little mini pint of Ben and Jerry's. If you're craving a burger, go get a burger. This is where people go wrong because they're like, this is what pisses people. I piss a lot of people off with this response when they're like, Jared, how do I handle cravings? I say, go get what you're craving. Uh, but won't it make me fat? No. Not if it's within moderation and you've been consistent. And fuck, you could probably even keep it in your calories. You See, that's why you kill a craving when it's small. If you have a let's say let's put your craving on a level of 1 to 10. Let's say you have a chocolate craving, but it just started like 7 minutes ago. So your so your chocolate craving is about a, number, a, a you know, a 2 out of 10, a 3 out of 10. A little 100 calorie Snickers bar would fix that chocolate craving. But if you're like, no, it's Wednesday and I can't have it till the weekend and I'm going to be good. And then all of a sudden, between now and the weekend, your two out of 10 chocolate craving turns into an 11 out of 10 chocolate craving. And then before you know it, you've just sexually assaulted a fucking bag of Hershey bars. You see what I mean? The key to with cravings is have what you're craving when it's small. Don't wait till you're fucking, all you think about is what you're trying to eat and you're drooling and you're damn near, you know, have a food boner where you're just like, oh, I gotta go have it. And you're just like trying to find the food and then you literally almost have a sexual response to it. And like, I'm, I'm, some people really hate that example, but like, to be honest, I don't think that example is extreme at all whatsoever So many people have, do have this horrendous relationship with food where they have the good foods, the bad foods, the good days, the cheat days, and it literally gets to the point where they're spending more fucking time planning a cheat day than your own kid's birthday and where you, you literally eat like 20,000 calories in a weekend because you've been depriving yourself so much versus if you would have had a fucking Snickers bar when you were craving one and it was over you wouldn't be having this problem I'm telling you guys I did this for years this whole like good days cheat days literally all I ate was chicken rice and broccoli every fucking meal Monday through Saturday and then on Sundays I planned my cheat day like you wouldn't imagine I'm like I'm gonna go get pizza here I'm gonna go get breadsticks here I'm gonna go get fries here I'm gonna go get a dozen donuts here I'm gonna go get ice cream here I'm gonna go get you know this sandwich here and literally I would spend the most amount of money and the most amount of planning. And then I was in gastric distress for the next fucking four days versus now. You know what I do? Uh, yesterday, uh, I was craving something sweet. I ran, literally ran to the store, got something sweet, stayed right within my numbers. And now I don't crave anything. Like I don't, you should not have like perfect days and cheat days and where things like that, where your food is so split up where it's like, you know, certain foods are, you know, off limits or on certain days or anything like that. That's terrible. That all leads me into deal breaker. Number four, cheating, like off limit foods and cheating cheat days are were in kind of the same clump. Like I'm telling you, you guys should not have cheat days. I'm not saying you can't deviate from your plan. I'm meaning don't have a designated day where you just fucking have a binge fest. Like, you should not even have food divided up into cheat and not cheat. Good, bad, black, white, positive, negative, guilty. We'll get into that in a second. Like, happy food, sad food. Most of you guys right now, if I said chicken, rice, broccoli, apples, grapes, um, lean beef, turkey, salmon, nuts, avocado, salad. You guys are like, oh, on point, on point, on point, on point. But if I said pizza, cookies, chocolate, pudding... All those kind of foods. Now you have like, ooh, I shouldn't eat that. That's bad. It shouldn't be like that. Instead of thinking of food as black and white, because obviously there's a difference between a Snickers bar and a and broccoli. But think of food as a uh, a dial, like a dial that you turn, like on a radio, left to right. It's more nutritious and less nutritious. Okay, but but that's the thing is you have super nutritious food that's stupid high calorie, like nuts. You realize to get 20-some 20, 20 grams of protein out of nuts, you got to eat over 700 calories and like 16 cups of nuts. But nuts are like, some people call it a superfood. But you can get fat off nuts. I see people do it all the time. Literally, people are like, oh, I'm going to have a healthy snack. And they down a bag of almonds. And they're like, I can't figure out why I'm not losing weight. Because you're eating fucking 800 calories and nuts a day. It's it's that kind of thing. It's not. About, that's This is why food and nutrition is not a black and white thing. You don't just eat clean or eat quote unquote healthy and then all of a sudden all the fat falls off because chances are if you overeat and got out of shape you're going to take healthy food and overeat the healthy food that's why it's not a it's it's a dichotomy it's not black and white but gray all calories count yeah you should probably have the majority of your food better quality and more nutritious but that doesn't mean you have to shun and exile donuts and, and pizza and ice cream and then all of a sudden be a grumpy fucking adult that can't enjoy themselves that's not okay either. There's a dichotomy. There's a middle ground here. This is. I talk about this a lot in my tribe. I had one of my girls message me the other day. She said that she's finally, she's, she's talking about how she's over her, her eating disorder because of this content that we talk about in the tribe a lot. And the way I teach them in, in there is how to have amazing relationships with food. Shoot, one, a month or two ago, that was the entire theme of the month. In the tribe, I have every, every month has a different theme. This, uh, you know, every month is different with the content I put in there and the other month was about building, about fixing your food relationships and your psychology and how to fix all that. So, um, I'm telling you, you cannot have these off limit foods and cheat days and not cheat day stuff, which leads me into deal breaker. Number one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Deal breaker. Number five guilt. That is not okay. No diet should make you feel guilty or ethically and morally wrong That is super inappropriate and uncalled for, and it doesn't even make any fucking sense. I know, like I've mentioned before, a lot of people have guilt associated with donuts and breadsticks and pizza, but the thing is, you can eat those in moderation and still lose fat. Those don't inherently cause problems. You know, people all of a sudden then feel great and fine when they're overeating nuts and um, avocado and, you know, healthy food, but here's the thing. Those emotions should be are irrelevant to fat loss in fitness. Let's just say, worst case scenario, let's say you fell off the bandwagon for six whole months and gained 40 pounds of fat. You still should not feel ethically and morally wrong. You should not. You know why? Because it's not a moral ethical thing. It's not like you cheated on your fucking spouse. Cheating on your what you would call cheating on your diet and cheating on your spouse are two different things, man. It's, that's why there's no cheating. If you let's say you fucked up and just gave zero regard to your health, and you gained forty or fifty pounds of fat in six months, it's still not an ethical thing, a moral thing. It's not like, oh, oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sad. I feel bad. Uh, no. You're like, wow. I I don't want to be in this situation, and I'm going to do this. And now I'm just going to do the steps needed to get out of it. And that's literally it. No morals or or not morals. No uh, guilt or anxiety or negative feelings associated at all does that make sense you should not be feeling guilty uh, in certain food the fact that you like you let certain foods make you feel guilty literally doesn't make sense I'm not saying well yeah you let that happen if that happens to you but I mean like as a whole the industry that's one of the things I hate about the weight loss industry it has certain foods put on pedestals and other foods demonized whereas you can 100% have a donut every fucking day and stay on track so no food inherently should make you feel you know feel guilty or wrong. I'm actually, like I said, I'm getting ready to go through this big uh, thing, I'm, this big broadcast I'm getting ready to, to do um, that might involve a donut and a giant fat loss transformation every single day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then the last of the six fat loss deal breakers. You ready? It goes right in line with all this stuff. Deprivation. You should not deprive yourself of anything. Deprivation is not okay. I see way too many people, way too many people bragging about their deprivation. Yeah, I haven't had a pop in seven months. Like, cool. Like, why are you bragging about that? Like, I get get it. It's coming from a good place. It's like, oh, no, I'm making an effort to get to my goals. I get that and I appreciate it. But most people who deprive themselves of something, within a year, they're right back to where they started. You know people who are like oh yeah I've been, uh, i i'm on keto and i cut out every carb and i don't eat carbs and they're depriving themselves themselves of carbs to to be honest with you and like my whole days are taken with up with nothing of fitness and fat loss related things and the mind the people i talk to and clients and everything i don't know a single person i don't know a single person who's gone six months successfully doing keto i know a hell of a lot of people that are like yeah i'm doing keto." And then they're like, they just don't understand keto. And they're still like, oh, but I kind of have carbs. I guess it's kind of like keto. No, it's either you're doing it or you're not. You know, that's why depriving yourself of anything is terrible. Don't deprive yourself of sugar, processed foods, fast food, going out to eat, spending time with family, um, carbs, fats, none of that. Don't, I, 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 oh, there's going to be some people that's going to take this out of context and be like, oh, Jared's just talking about, um, you know, all you got to do is just, Eat your calorie deficit and eat fast food every day. Look, no, I'm not saying that. Could you? Yeah. Is that healthy or sustainable? No. It's a balance. But I'm saying is deprivation is not the way to go about any of this whatsoever. You, If you deprive yourself, you're instantly going to want it. Just psychologically, if, if I sit up a, a marshmallow on the table, you don't even like marshmallows, and I go, hey, you're not allowed to have this. Chances are there's going to be something in you that's going to want you to have it just because you know you can't. But the thing is... Even from a physiological nutrition-y side of things, you couldn't have anything you want in moderation. But usually people say, oh no, Jared, if I have one cookie, I have to have the whole bag of Oreos. Or, oh, Jared, I if I have a handful of chips, I have to eat the whole bag. Like, first of all, no, you don't. You've adopted an identity that says you do. But that's a whole other topic for another time. But, um, but... The only reason you feel like you'd have to binge like a, like an asshole is because you've been depriving yourself for too long. You realize that's the vast majority of why people binge and why they have like some behavior change can be such a hard thing with people is because they, you know, if I said, Hey, have an Oreo. And they're like, I can't have one without having the whole pack. This all or nothing mentality. It's because they've been depriving themselves. I don't know anybody that does that with like chicken breast or like with fucking broccoli. You know, because those foods aren't on a pedestal to me. People put the foods like junk food, what we call, call junk food, Oreos, cake, cookies, donuts, uh, brownies on a pedestal. And then they're like, oh, no, I can't touch it. Y- you guys, you know what happens when like I got two dogs, you know, what happens when I bring home a new dog toy and it goes on top of the refrigerator. They both stare at it. And then I put it on the floor and they like fight over it because it's on a, it's up on a pedestal and there's only one of them. You know what happens when I, like, I bring home two of the identical toys and I throw them both on the floor like nothing? My dogs don't give a shit. They play with them and they're done with them. And then they might go back and play with them later. But they're not special anymore. And they don't give a shit. It's the same thing with us and food. If you like, if your favorite food like mine is donuts and you're like, you go put it on a fucking pedestal in your mind and you're like, no, you can't have it because it's inherently bad and we'll da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And all of a sudden that's all you think about. Then you're like craving it. Then all of a sudden you're like, but no, I can't give in to my craving. And then all of a sudden you're like salivating over it. And now when the day comes, you can finally get your hands on it. You eat fucking, eat it like a fucking asshole. That's what happens with deprivation. But you know how I handle with my coaching clients? Literally, this is how I coach people. If you're not a coaching client of mine and aren't familiar with my system, how I do my thing, this is going to be a little eye opener for you. When I find out, when I'm working with somebody like one-on-one or in my tribe, I, uh, And I find out there's a trigger, like not trigger food, like a trouble, like they have issues with this kind of thing. Like, let's say use the Oreo example, they're like, I just, I have issues with Oreos and da, 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 da. I'm like, but do you really love them? They're like, yeah, I will literally put in their program, have an Oreo every single day, every single day. And no, they're not going to get fat. It literally, it's part of their program. Now I would, I'll show them how to cut out, you know, that extra hundred calories to fit an Oreo in. And we do it every single day. I literally have them eat an Oreo every single day. And if they can't quite handle like having a pack of Oreos in their living room, I would literally make them go buy um, a single pack. Like they make Oreos in these little single packs. Make them go get one in single packs. You know, or if someone like like me loves donuts, have them go to the store and get a single donut every single day. And because you know what happens? Then they eat it every day and they love it and they realize they don't have to eat a whole pack. Because they get another one tomorrow. They can get another one the next day. And the next day. And then they re- then they see then they all of a sudden start shedding pant sizes. And stubborn fat starts going away. And they get stronger. And they feel better. And their anxiety around food goes away. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I get it now. That's what happens when I coach somebody. That's literally how, how I handle food. How, one of the ways I handle um, bad relationships with food. Because here's the thing. I'm a big fan of finding what the problem is and fucking sniping that bitch and fixing it. I don't like ignoring problems and then hoping they figure themselves out. No, we, the way I, I think is best is you find the problem and you target it till it's gone. So if if relationships with food is something someone struggles with, that's how I handle it, you know, and there's other ways to go about it too, but that's just one of them if you have trouble with the food, I put it as part of your program to literally have that food every single day. And then what happens is you'll slowly see that there's nothing inherently good or bad about that food, especially when you have it in moderation. You know, if you are eating two thousand calories a day, and you have a hundred calories worth of, of a fucking Oreo, think about that. That's like that's literally like a hundred dollars out of every two thousand dollars. See what I mean? One of my favorite examples with this—I know this is a little bit off subject and not off subject, off tangent—but one of my favorite examples is: um, imagine if Jeff Bezos is your uncle. Okay, Jeff Bezos—if you don't know—is like the wealthiest man on the planet. He owns Amazon. But if you know, let's call Jeff Bezos your uncle Jeff, and your uncle Jeff says all right, I'm going to give you $2,000 a day every single day for the rest of your life. be pretty dope, right? That'd be pretty sick. But imagine that. Imagine Uncle Jeff says, I'm going to give you two grand a day for the rest of your life. And he says, but the one stipulation is you got to use it every day. You literally have to spend all $2,000 every single day. You want to talk about a first world problem, right? That's fucking insane. What would you do? Chances are you would be an adult with the majority of that money. You would probably pay off some debt, you know, might pay for more college. You'll probably pay off some bills. You might save some money even, you know, buy nicer clothes, uh, you know, upgrade your car. You know, you'd probably be an adult with most of that money. But if I have about two grand, you're telling me you're not going to take two or three hundred of those dollars every day and be an idiot with. You're not going to go like buy a set of rims you don't need. You're not going to go like, I don't know, buy a fucking Gucci bag or a new stereo system or like I don't know, a gold toilet or something. Come on, like being honest. If Uncle Jeff said he's going to give you two grand every day and you had to use it all, but then tomorrow you get two grand, then the next day you get two grand. Like I said, you're going to be an adult most likely with the majority of it, but you're also, you know you're going to kind of go have some fun, with that extra, you know, three to $500 a day just doing, being stupid. It's the same, but that'd be okay because you know you it resets tomorrow and you were an adult with the majority of that money. The same thing with your calories. Imagine you eat two thousand calories a day. I'm just making that number up. The majority of that money, or the majority of that cal, those calories, you're going to be an adult with. You're eating high protein, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, lots of whole foods, making better choices. But then, if that number resets every day, why would you not go spend three to five hundred calories on fucking donut, on a cookie, on some ice cream, go out to eat? you see what I mean? This is why deprivation is never a good idea. I know I'm spending more of my time on this one. Okay. That's why it's not a good idea. So there you have it guys. Those are your six fat loss deal breakers to recap, just going through the six super low calorie diets. That's one diets with names. That's two off limit foods. That's three cheating. Now the concept of cheating, that's four guilt is five and deprivation is six. Okay. So I hope this helped um, if you need anything, let me know. I appreciate you, you hanging out with me this whole time. Um, the fact that you're willing to sit here for, let's see how long we're going for the last fucking half hour means a ton to me. And thank you so much. Um, you know, one thing I have, if you would like it, I'm not, t- I haven't been telling this on my other platforms, but within the next couple of days over on my email list, I'm give- having a big fucking giveaway. Like over on my email list in the next few days, I'm going to be doing a, a really big giveaway. Like super huge. I'm not going into all the details, but I'm going to be having a really big giveaway. So, uh, if you want to see what that is, I'm only putting it out on my email list. So if you want on my email list to get the the giveaway, just, um, there's two ways to get on my email list or actually three, you can message me and be like, Jared, I want on your email list. Or if you want some free shit with it, you can either go to, um, go to tacticalfatloss.com And you get a free, my tactical fat loss guide for free, but that'll throw you on my email, my email list, or you could go, um, to the link in my Instagram bio and, um, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio and it's my fat loss master plan. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. The link in my bio is probably going to be this podcast. So if you actually look on my highlights on my Instagram, um, there's one of the highlights that says master plan. It's how you can get my free fat loss master plan. It's a five day course. It's just fucking sick. And uh, that will throw you on my email list as well. So those are the few ways. Or like I said, I'm always I'm I'm always a DM away. So you can always reach out to me and be like, bro, I want on your email list. I want some free shit. So then I'll hook you up. So otherwise, thank you so much for chatting with me. I hope this was insightful and helpful. And uh, yeah, I hope you don't tolerate deal breakers. So I love you. Talk to you later.